Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. Hello, and welcome to the Nerd On Update, the show where we talk about nerdy news that we're really excited about, and then we answer questions from you guys uh, that you can send in at questions at nerdon.tv. We don't really talk about who we are because we kind of assume that you already know, so we're just going to hop right into it, but I don't have any news this week, so I'm going to throw it at Tom. Check out our weekly episode where we talk about topics to know who we are. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, yo, what's up? Uh, it's your boy, Tom. You know what I'm saying? Um, wow. So, I, I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes know I'm, I'm the DC boy. Sometimes I'm DC dude. Sometimes I'm just a moving man. Um, <laughs> and some crazy, crazy things happened this past week at the time of this recording. By the time you're listening to this, it was last week. Um the Academy Awards, a.k.a. Oscar So White, right? Hashtag. Um, there has been some new changes to um, eligibility of your film. Um, because I know I'm talking to Oscar-nominated filmmakers right yeah, now. Of course. Um, I, fun fact, I actually was a finalist in a Oscar-eligible uh, film festival. What? I didn't make it. And I was just like, oh, so close, baby. So close. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the Academy Awards, a.k.a. the Oscars, um, is, you know, quote-unquote, the most prestigious film um, uh, award ceremony uh, that you know, the world has to offer. Um, and uh, in recent years, there have been a recent call to action and awareness that's been growing of Oscars so white, right? And it's been um, why aren't films that are featuring – um, people of color or people of different orientations um, more prominently versus, you know, we hear the trope of white savior, right? Um, and it's come down to, you know, even the hosts, uh, who who the hosts are, um, maybe not having hosts, but also like the Academy Awards or the Academy uh, bringing in like the most popular film category instead of best picture, which also is a big hub above. But the latest in that has been that the standards um, for that. And so, um, this is kind of like coming out of the the pipeline. The president of the Academy, David Rubin, and the CEO, Don Hudson, um, have said by quote, um, the aperture must be widened to reflect our diverse global population in both creation of motion pictures and in the audiences who connect with them. The Academy is committed to playing a vital role, role in helping make this a reality. Uh, they continued, the Academy is committed to playing a vital role in helping make this a reality. This is all coming from Variety. You can all look this up. Um, and these have been the, the new updated standards um, for the film. And they have to meet um, two out of the four um, standards in order to qualify. So uh, standard A, on-screen representation, themes, and narratives. Um, and this is the first standard. So you have to meet one of these to satisfy this standard. Um, the lead or significant supporting actors. At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Asian, Hispanic, uh, Latinx, Black, African-American, Indigenous, uh, Middle Eastern, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, or any other underrepresented race or ethnicity. So that's the first one, right? A2, general ensemble class, uh, cast. At least 30% of all the actors in the secondary and or minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups. Women, racial, ethnic, uh, LGBTQ+, and people with cognitive or physical disabilities who are deaf or hard of hearing. Um, so that's the second one. Third, main story and subject matter. 
Um, the story or theme has to be centered around women, racial groups, uh, ethnic groups, uh, LGBTQ+, and then um, people with different abilities. Um, and then the standard B is a creative leadership and project of that. Um, and so this is kind of like going about the crew and the um, pretty much all those um, different um, requirements of people being represented has to follow within the crew composition. Um, and they also have to be like within like the key roles. So like first AD, gaffer. So your film, uh, in order to qualify, has to be those and um, paid apprenticeships and uh, internship uh, opportunities and as well as uh, representation in marketing. And I think this is a kind of the big one because um, I hate to I hate to sound like a certain someone that I don't agree with a lot, but um, the big old elephant in the Hollywood room is China, um, and how uh, posters change when you go to different countries. And I like the idea of you have to stop pandering to that. Um, that your film is your film, and just because you have to pander to an audience that doesn't want um, a character in um, a poster. Uh, doesn't mean you should reward them for that narrow-mindedness. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of hubbub about this only because um, people who are for it saying, hey, progress is progress. And there are people who are against it because it's saying like, well, cool, now we've quantified ways that people who still want to primarily have a white actor or um, you know, a, a, full, a, a full white male team are now going to just have to check mark, check mark a box versus right. the Academy still just recognizing films – that um, are well told. Um, like for me, right. like a big one from the last year was Queen and Slim. And I feel like that should have oh, gotten yeah. more, um, you know, uh, look because it had a lot of conversation. And I can't tell how the crew composition was. I couldn't tell you how, you know, like it mostly pr- had a, a black cast. Um, and it was about, about uh, you know, being black in America, um, which and it had like that in the writing and the directing and the producing. Um, and I mean, I will say, I will, I will deter to a little bit of the internet comedy of like saying like, haha, it's like terrible thing is that the Eternals will probably win an award. The bad, the bad thing, or the good thing is that, uh, Wes Anderson and Greta Gerwig are probably screwed. <laughs> and I was just like in, in the film world, I like, I like just a little bit of comedy to do that because there has been a lot of like, you know, that, but also I think I hearken back to Mark Bernardin from Fat Man Beyond, who's also a writer who says like, why are all Star Wars films just given to white men? Um, yeah. And it's like, you have to have a white, you have to be a white guy with a beard in order to get a giant property. Um, and so the change to that, you know, for me, I'm a little bit on the side of like, let's see how it plays. Um, I I do agree with like, it does feel like just a checkmark basis just to feel like you want to be qualified, but um, let's talk about how the stories of like, um, that are important. So, I mean, um, that can come out and do it like that. Cause for me, I thought hustlers was snuffed. I thought, oh, um, yeah. oh, I, I thought the farewell was snuffed a little bit, uh, or a lot, but, uh, and these are films that, you know, I thought were really well done and made. And I, uh, I, I, I always push for, um, more, um, diverse things. And I feel like a lot of my colleagues or just kind of like, will roll their eyes and say like, Oh my God, he's just trying to get that diversity. I'm like, no, because I want people who represent who I am, you know, and so I am made up of multiple experiences, not just the one singular one, even though film over the hundred years has been made has been primarily a ma- white male view point and a white male machine. So it's, right. we're still in the, its infancy and adolescence. And so we can grow and expand and it can be better. Um, we just have to start paying attention to the things that are being made. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it for me. Uh, who's next? I can go. Yes. Um, we've we- got some uh, with Corey not here today. I got to represent the Xbox side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some we had some nice Xbox news come out uh, this past week. And uh, essentially, it is the revelation of the Xbox Series S. Um, it is going to be uh, coming this holiday alongside that is the, the Xbox Series um, X. The, the non-hard drive version or the it's non-disc be, version. Exactly. It's going to be a uh, set at a lower price. So the Xbox Series X is Microsoft's next-gen Xbox, right? It's got 4K capability. It's got 12 teraflops, crazy GPU power. Um, you can like hot swap games and all this stuff really quick. Uh, and that's set at $499. Um, what I think is a uh, slight concern uh, going into the competitive holiday console launches, um, I think they've decided to put out this Xbox Series S at a pretty aggressive price point of $299. Um, we're talking a next generation leading platform that is going to be launching at $299. Um, and it's going to be completely compatible with all those Xbox Series X games as well. It's the same exact platform. Um, the catch is that it's not as, of course, you might have guessed it, it's not as powerful as of a machine as a Series X is. The mm. Series S um, mainly suffers in the GPU department. It is um, essentially not really going to get you full true native 4K. Uh, what they are advertising is 1440p at 60 frames per second um, up to 100, 120 frames per second. So essentially it's going to bring you that Xbox Series X next-gen experience, kind of, not completely, uh, if you were looking at the 4K part as a major part of that, which I think a lot of people are. So this is very an interesting play, but it's very aggressive. You know, it's going to be really easy to get a lot of people playing Xbox and with what they're doing with their sort of like play anywhere you want. Uh, you know, you can play on your Android phone, play on your PC. And this is going to, you know, people might use this as like a second Xbox Series S. I see that like down the line, like for, for you know, siblings or something. Um, but um, at the very least, it's going to be a really nice sort of cheap price point in to get into that next gen um, sort of experience. If you've been eyeing hmm. some of those next gen games. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think kind of like um, the Wii, you know, how like the Wii was so hard to get at first. And so also the yeah. Switch, too. But like more so like the interesting thing I think that happened with PlayStation 4. I remember like I really held off on buying it because I think, you know, the the fervor people want the Xbox Series X. People want a new console. Um, and what's going to happen is that during holiday season, all the moms or all the people are going to buy them. And then you're going to get the couple jerks who are going to like try to resell them and stuff like that. And so what's going to happen is you're going to have what's left on the shelf is a bunch of series S's. Mm -hmm. Um, and then people are just going to like, no, I want the, I want the better one. I want the more powerful one, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I think it's a little sucky and, you know, obviously I'm not a CEO, so I don't know like business, you know, management of what their thoughts are going to be. I think what will happen though, is that people are going to buy it. And hoping that they have something to play in, and then hopefully they can return it within thirty days. And when more well, X's come on stock, that's just it. Like with with um, with them losing Halo as a launch title, it's it's sort of kind of now completely up in the air. There's you know, I hesitated. I'm gonna hot take. I don't think either platform has a compelling launch title. Really, like they're mm. all they all look good, but they're all right around where we are now in PS4 territory. Nothing's really telling me. Nothing's really like yelling next gen to me quite yet. Yeah. Um, as far as like gameplay experiences go. Um, so we'll still wait and see. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, we haven't yet seen the, the uh, PlayStation showcase that's going to be uh, this week. So maybe that'll shed some more light. But it's going to be really interesting to see their back and forth of like 
how much is the how much is the PS4 going to be priced? Is the digital edition of that going to be two ninety nine? You know, it's going to be really interesting to see because um, we don't know the pricing of that yet. PS five. Yeah. Yes. PS5. It's interesting to think to think about that because like I never looked at games with launch titles. I was just like, I want a new console because I want the capability. Because right. I got the Switch like a year after it came out. I got the PlayStation Four a year after it came out. I never was like, oh my god, I need to play this game immediately. I still haven't even played the game that's built into the PlayStation Four, <laughs> which was Last of Us. And it's, um, I think what you're talking about is you know kind of like to to Nintendo is like when it comes out, what games are there to play? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, also it's like just- what's there what's there in the holiday because my we'll see in a second but my thinking was before the xbox pricing came out was that the ps4 ps5 was going to be uh what is it six hundred dollars and then mm-hmm. the their digital edition was going to be four hundred dollars that was my guess and then also mm-hmm. a change in storage would justify the two hundred dollar jump mm-hmm. um but now i'm not so sure like we'll see like when you go into a best buy and let's say the cheapest ps5 is four hundred dollars and you have this three hundred dollar xbox you know that's going to be that's going to be kind of compelling. That's I, arguably one of the reasons uh, PlayStation One last generation was because it launched a hundred dollars cheaper than the Xbox did. That's an interesting observation. I feel like for me, like the the two titans have already made their claim on who's loyal. You know, like you have the Corys and you have the Mees who are like, yeah. I'm PlayStation, and then he's Xbox. But to me, like I want both consoles at this point because they Same. both look like they have a lot to offer. So yeah. it's. And to me, I think what you're talking to is a, is to the parents. It's talking to the parents who are buying gifts, and it's like, what's mm-hmm. more affordable? What and what do I have available? So, yeah, uh, Josh, I actually have a lot of news. A uh, uh, bunch of things kept happening this week that I was like, oh, that's exciting, and that's what we do here. We talk about what's what's in the nerdy news that excites us. And um, speaking of representation, like uh, what Tom was talking about, uh, DC made an announcement about DC Represent. And it's a digital this, digital series that is designed to showcase and introduce creators traditionally underrepresented in the mainstream comic book uh, medium. Uh, for me, I've gotten heavily into comics over this quarantine and been reading a lot and actually have started to collect. Um, so it's a lot of fun. But uh, what's cool about this, and I've read the first, uh, it starts out uh, with a story that's called It's a Bird. Um, and it's by writer Christian Cooper and artist Aletha E. Martinez. And it's a semi-fictionalized account of Christian's very real evolution from a kid with a pair of binoculars to a man in an unexpected media spotlight after an altercation with a woman walking her dog in Central Park. And basically this was an event where a, a woman was, and it's based on Christian's experience of a woman calling the cops on him while he was bird watching. Um, oh yeah and he is a black oh, man yeah. uh and so yeah. um so yeah he is the writer of it i read it it's 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 good it's uh the artwork is is wonderful but it's cool to see something like this um i um, i know that i'm i'm very i'm still very new to obviously the comic world so i can only imagine the representation in the comic book world as a like and my only relation is to like what we've already talked about, like the film world, like it's yeah. probably the analog. Yeah. The, like, it's just, it, it, there is an underrepresentation that's going on and it's, it's fantastic to see something like this, uh, be out there. No. And to talk about that a little bit, um, at the time of this recording, DC fandom just happened part two. And, uh, I actually stayed inside of the insider verse, which is like, they built, built several virtual halls 
And a good portion of it was just like watching people from around the world, from Singapore, from Italy, um, just draw. And they talk about their experience of like how they got into DC artwork. And um, I thought that was really cool. And to your point, like um, DC is doing a big push of trying to make DC comic books like the the testing ground for a lot of new stuff that people can probably go into. Um, the 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 head of Warner Media has said that um, DC Comics should not make six Batman titles. They should make one Batman title because people want it, but they should do these kind of stories where if there's an audience for it, then we can then turn it into a show or we could turn it into a movie. Because the movies are already selling like all like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, you know, the, the Justice League characters have already said that they are, you know, money makers, right? So we don't need to really focus on writing like several t- titles with them. But with you talking about it, we're like, we can get a take a chance with DC comics and get representation and then tell these stories that haven't been told before. So there there's a lot of push for that. And I think with Milestone Media coming back, it's a completely black-owned portion of the comic books industry in that sense. Uh, it, there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Um, I want to try to keep these quick. Uh, uh, I'm a fan of Supernatural. Um, uh, and yeah. this is kind of fun. Uh, Jensen Ackles, after Supernatural ends with season 15, ha. he will be keeping... The 1967 Chevy Impala, aka oh. Baby, um, and he said he said in the interview, "I'm not stealing it. I've spent years begging for it." So um, I think that's cool because it's such a um, for Supernatural fans. Um, Baby is it's a character. It is mm-hmm. a part of the show. It holds their tools. It's like they spent a lot of time filming in that car, and so it's just like when you think supernatural that's like a secondary a secondary thought that you have the impact. carry on my wayward son baby yes mm-hmm. um and my last piece of news is as tom says my favorite thing the walking dead no um Ooh, the walking no. dead the amc television show will oh, be actually coming is the to, walking dead uh, yeah uh <laughs> will be coming to an end after season 11 um they with the paddington crossover with a paddington wow. crossover it's yeah. the craziest oh thing you wouldn't direct it by christopher it, but it makes sense paddington point um, but they're going to be doing an extended season of 24 episodes instead of 16. Um, they Ooh. still have a few more of season 10. Um, so that sounds like they they saw what happened with Game of Thrones. They're like, no, we can't. Some are speculating that that because The Walking Dead came to an abrupt end last year. Like when The Walking Dead comic book first started, and I could be quoting this wrong, so I apologize. But Robert Kirkman had said, "I'm never going to stop writing The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never going to stop writing it." And then all of a sudden. Last year, he did. It wasn't even announced. It was like the the, the issue dropped, and at the end, this is the last book of The Walking Dead. Um, Whoa! It was really interesting, but yeah, I mean, it's the the universe will continue through spinoffs like Fear of the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is coming out in October, and then they have two shows that are in development. That is a Daryl and Carol spinoff. And also a an anthology series that is called Tales of the Walking Dead. So it's not like it's going anywhere. Um, <laughs> just, and also Andrew Lincoln, like at the time when he departed from the show, they still they said like there's potential for him to come back in movie form. Well, that that's I mean I read that uh, this past couple of weeks that mm-hmm. that is the intention, and it's going to be like three movies. It's going to yeah. be like a trilogy oh, thing. Wow. Um, what AMC said is like we're in the phase one of Walking Dead. Like phase one, yeah, <laughs> ten years. <laughs> the the T W D 
you verse. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, that has been the news. Let us go on with the next part of our show in which uh, we answer questions from you, uh, the audience. Um, and like Caitlin said, you can submit those questions to questions at nerdon.tv. We also have a handy form online that you can go to nerdon.tv backslash questions. Uh, and you can submit your questions there. Uh, also, if you are a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get what we call a Nerdon Nudge, which you get your question answered first. So do join the Nerdon Nation. It helps us to grow. It helps to get all sorts of cool, uh, I don't know, create content, content at higher we quality. We our life, baby. Because um, of you, we are able to have, you know, uh, doable internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, they Pays for the way that we connect. It, it, there's all sorts of really great stuff. So check it out. Nerdon.io. No, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. We changed that for branding. Um, but you can ask questions like Brad Spencer asks. Oh. I'm, I'm switching it up on you. Okay. Favorite okay. kind of taco? Ooh. <laughs> then I'll jump into it. Okay. I got I'm, three. I'm, I got three in my mind. These are the ones I, I go it. to every time you I go. go to Taco Stop. Do it. So, mm-hmm. first one is always. Um, Cabeza. Cabeza is the, the head, the head okay. of the, the animal. Uh, second one is uh, buche, which is like the intestines. And then third one is lengua, which is the tongue. Um, I like that soft mouth feel. Like I really because enjoy succulent, juicy. from the mouth. Yeah. Um, um, but that's, I, I know that's an Asian palate. I know like it's because of what I've eaten as I've grown up. Like I like soft foods. Um, and I'm and and like the idea of like softer meat and juicy and all that stuff isn't like oh I like crunchy with texture and, and bite I'm like interesting sure it's part of the spectrum just fucking grill or you know toast your taco <laughs> toast your taco brought to you by Tom um, yep. toast and tacos with Tom <laughs> um, wow. for me I'm a basic AF uh, so I I like carne asada I like uh, al pastor. Uh, El Pastor is not too basic. I like... Um, I'll judge. Pollo Asada. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, those 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 are my, my taco go-tos. Um, for me, my number one absolute favorite kind of taco is a um, like a battered uh, shrimp taco. Mm, like That fresca, like, baby. The fresca, that like whatever aioli, like green aioli they got going on. Um, like put me on a... I've said this many times. Put me on a beachside cafe with a margarita and a couple of the a couple of those tacos, and I'm on I'm in heaven. Um, second favorite would be like a fish taco, like a nice fillet of fish mm-hmm. in there. It's very similar, yeah. I know, but I just love seafood tacos. You're all about that Baja life, bro. Oh, love it, dude. Um, that Cali life, bro. <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, and then third favorite, I, lo- I just love like a. And I'm very picky, so that's why it's it's hard for me to put on my top list. But it's got to be really, really well done carnitas. Like mm, slow roasted. Okay. It's got to have that. I was going to say well done as in like it's burnt to a fucking crisp. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, like juicy, marinated. You mean it's um, cooked. It, it's not well cooked done properly. as in the. Yeah, it's it's harder than you think to find well. like authentically made carnitas. Like not, I'm not talking about your average uh, average uh, Chipotle, you know. Your avalanche Chipotle. My, avalanche, avalanche if you like Chipotle, <laughs> you're, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, yeah. I, I eat Chipotle all the time, yeah. uh, but I, I can recognize when when I've had better carnitas somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we live in yeah. LA, so I mean, I we're don't like have soupy tacos. carnitas. Like, my favorite, ew. my favorite carnitas. Though, a huge shout out to Phoenix, uh, my buddy uh, uh, Coz lives out there. 
there was a place called the Ma- uh, the Matador, I think, or El Matador, something something to that effect, and it had the best carnitas there. And we went there uh, for Phoenix Comic Con, and it was our first night. And being so tired, and, and like having been because uh, we were exhibitors at the time, and then going down and having like a couple of drinks, like in a huge group, a and having like just. Just the most amazing mark. Hey, you know. uh, we were just exhibitors at Phoenix Comic Con. No big deal. How about you, Caitlin? Taco, favorite taco. And apparently, it's not just one taco. Ollie just like fell out of his chair. Apparently, it's not one taco. It's it's three tacos now. So you started. What's your favorite? Um, so I know. I, I'm I'm a I'm I'm preferential to seafood tacos like shrimp and fish. Okay. Um, but I do like. I mean, I like all tacos are pretty good. You are an equal as, as long ta- as it's prepared well. Uh, like, as long probably, as it's prepared well, like I'm about it. I I like to give me a taco. That's really what I'm like, saying. Give actually, me a taco. Okay, low key. One no, 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 you're done. You only had three. You only had like, three. You're done. Just like refried beans and rice in a taco. Mm. Like mm. that would be basic but good. Like that's it's comforting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tom uh, was like, no more. No more. No. Okay. Uh, I already broke the rule, so no, we can't do yes, five. Fair. Next next question comes from Brad. Uh, falls coming wow. up, Brad. Brad, be rad. Uh, falls coming up. What is the weirdest pumpkin spice thing you'd still try? I'm going to Ollie first because he's the most basic. I need, I need a, a upper, uh, an upper limit. Like what? Like weirdest? Like yeah, is it you something pick, that it's I the weirdest thing. Have? You put, you put okay, it in. So no, it's it, weirdest. You thing. should check out the NSFW right. channel of our Discord. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Lord. something that I would normally pumpkin eat. spice pussy. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Because there's things that I wouldn't there. eat regardless of them being pumpkin spice. Does that make sense? So it would have to be something that I would normally eat by itself. But then it, the question would be, would I eat the pumpkin spice version? So, so like, if they were like a pumpkin gonna, spice pizza. Uh, so pumpkin, you know what? I would probably be fine with pumpkin spice pizza. You can get that at Blaze. Like a dessert pizza. I feel like I feel like I'd go harder, though. There's got to be Is it Blaze or dessert. Mod Pizza? One of those two. No, one of those pizza spots you can get a pumpkin spice pizza. I would imagine it would have to be some kind of like chicken dish, something where it was oh. like like a grilled chicken. Like that would be, I don't know if that would be weird, but I feel like that would be one of the weirdest things. I would Pumpkin do. spice bacon. Try. That's you, Kaylin? Pumpkin spice bacon? I feel like I would like that. Yeah. Wait, are we just okay. like baking things up? Why not? What so, is the weirdest so the pumpkin weirdest. spice thing you'd still try? That's literally the oh, question. Okay. I did. <laughs> you read it. Verification, Tom. I'm just asking. What, uh, what what's yours, you, Josh? What about you, buddy? Maybe like a pumpkin spice burrito. Oh, oh. I feel like <laughs> I'll try I anything feel like, once. All right. Yeah. I, I'm slowly discovering that like you can pumpkin spice anything and it I don't, might be good. You know, because it's a, it's already kind of savory, but it, yeah. but it works and really well for sweet. you could well put it with sweet. sweet. Yeah, I exactly. I have a hot take. No, no you said one already. What, no, 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 no. <laughs> what's, what's I don't take, really though? like pumpkin spice. <gasps> Okay. Well, okay. Fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna just attest to that real quick, Caitlin, before you just shame him for no reason. Pumpkin spice is also overrated as shit. Like everyone just be like, oh, <gasps> oh, the fall, oh, there's other flavors. There's <gasps> apple cider. There's like, yeah, it doesn't have to just be like latte. Spice. I'm but really just also, gasping oh, yeah. to gasp. Like, yeah, like, but anyway, uh, for me, um, weirdest thing. I mean, everyone knows this about me. I don't give a damn. Like, I'll try everything. I'll do a pumpkin spice ramen, baby. I'll, okay. Let's see what, okay. I just, I just realized that like, uh, KG Tang and you, we're gonna have a. You guys are gonna make food together. Like that's the weirdest thing I would try. But honestly, the weirdest thing that I would actually like want to go out and see if they have it. Pumpkin spice uh, boba. Let's see what happens, baby. <gasps> Probably uh, really good. 
But uh, anyways, next last question. Last question comes from Tommy Stark. What's up, yo? What's up, homie? Have you ever stalked an ex, and how far did you go? Now, stalking is a very general, broad term, and so I'm going to talk. I'm going to assume that that's like lurking. An ex online. Well, okay. Let, let me let me go Hopefully, with mine. Let me go. That let me go does with not sound safe. Let me go with <laughs> mine. Right. A, yeah. Let me let me. I'll give you the the the, the palette. Um, no, I have never stalked physically stalked somebody because that's to me not cool and that's mm-hmm. scary. That's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. a crime. That's and, fucked up. Is basically what I'm gonna say. And, <laughs> and laws should be made for moral reasons, and that's morally not good. You should not stalk people. Um, but in terms of what is stalking? Like, do you still follow them on social media? Um, have you ever tried texting them? Have you ever tried calling them and all that stuff? Um, I have never gotten to the point where I feel like, and honestly, it was like, would this, if I was not an ex, would this be fucking terrible? Right? Like, calling them and texting them, if I was a complete stranger, that's terrible to me like i don't do that that's just a barrier that i'm not willing to go beyond yeah same <laughs> um because um because things don't work out doesn't mean you have to take it out on somebody um even though maybe if you were in the right and they did something terrible to you like cheat on you or something like that or um you know was very toxic and abusive to you um you don't need to perpetuate that um so for me the furthest i ever went in terms of stalking has been like i'm still their friend on social media and then like I still check and see what they're like doing if it's on social media. Like if they're out yeah. somewhere or if they're dating somebody and I'll just be like, oh, they must be over it. And yeah, that's about living as life. far <laughs> the same. I think that's as far as I've gone. It's sort of like, yeah, just checking the social media. On, I've, like, I've done self inflicted harm from right. my stalking, never exactly. outward inflicted harm. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think it's only been social media really. That immediately brought to mind. Uh, I had a, a a friend in like early college years who, you know, I if I'm just hanging out with people, I'm just hanging out with people. And he was like, are we dating? And I was like, whoa, no, uh-uh. And he goes, oh, well, we can't be friends anymore because I'll stalk you and it'll get really bad. And I was like, oh. God. oh. <laughs> I, I've had an encounter where I was hanging out with a girl and we weren't dating. And right. her her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, was stalking her. And then I was like, "You want me to fight this dude or what?" And then she's like, "I don't know. He just got out of jail." And I was like, "All right, well, he Will? doesn't. He doesn't." I was like, "He doesn't fuck with the law, but neither do what, baby." Oh Let's my go. god! And because you know, I was young and dumb, right? And like to yeah. me, like I was just trying to be very chivalrous. I fight. Um, because that's not cool, and it no. sucks because that person n- doesn't have a choice to live anymore. They have to just worry about surviving. Yeah. Um, and not living. So, like, I'm very, like, forthcoming with that. And I think to me, if there's no more words to be said, then, you know, stalking's not going to do anything. I think yeah, I've only uh, Josh, done how about you? How many people have you stalked? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> today, um, <laughs> my quota, I've oh hit it. So, it's almost I can always do more. Uh, wow, no, I, okay. I have never. It's only ever been like the like the social media checkup. Like, I wonder how they're doing. And just kind of look and go, oh, they have kids now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. <I'm> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, That's my life. It's like, oh, no, she has 200,000 followers. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm cool with many of my exes. So some of them are already like kind of just friends and I see posts. But there's one that was a major 
influence on my life direction that every now and then I've been like, hey, what's going on? And we've exchanged like Facebook messages here back back and forth here and there. But otherwise, I it's never – I never really like reach out or anything like that. It's more of just like, a, hey, how you doing? Cool. You're good. All right. That's it. Well, I mean – uh, everyone, don't stalk people. Don't, don't stalk, stalk people. It's not cool. Uh, and stalk on the podcast. No, you really don't need. No. no. <laughs> uh, no. If you have the inclination to, there are professionals that can just talk you through some of those thoughts. Yep. Yep. Um, and you know, find a peaceful way to go about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, please. Yes. Amen. <laughs> that has been the nerd on update. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you big time. Uh, big shout out other. to Brad, Tommy, and Spencer for sending in your questions. As Thanks, a y'all. friendly reminder, do send in your questions, questions at nerdon.tv or go to nerdon.tv backslash questions. Uh, submit those questions. We love answering them and we don't care within reason how crazy they are. Yeah, um, like this we'll one was like, anything. I think probably the, the craziest one we've had so far. Yeah. And we'll take. And that's we'll, pretty yeah. mild. Yeah, yeah and, it's pretty and, mild. And we'll, we'll, we'll give our take on it and, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, you just guys just stay good. Everything from, is worth uh, discussing. I yes. feel. Um, if you are new to NerdOn, welcome. Bienvenue. Thank Hi. you so much for listening. Do check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all the information of everything that we do. Do consider joining the NerdOn Nation. It does allow us to grow and be the best that we can be. Uh, this quarantine has been fun. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Um, the Nerd on Nation has been a huge support in us while we have been in quarantine because there have been some things that we have needed to do as content creators because of quarantine. And with the Nerd on Nation, we have been able to do those things. And we really appreciate you guys uh, joining us on this adventure that is Nerd on. Um, because of you, the quarantine has gone by smoother than it would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. We are very grateful. And my headphones not just fun came for out everyone, like Corey's, oh, no. but this has been better. This has been better <laughs> has than pointed out that they will. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Rate and review us wherever you listen, please. It's a good thing. It ha- it makes us feel so warm and fuzzy. But it's also feedback that we look at and we go, you know what? Yeah, that's great. It's good to know those things. You know um, when you get a postcard in the mail and you're like, oh my god. I got sent a post. Someone sent me a postcard. That's what getting a review is like. Yeah. Like, even if it's like three words, we're like, oh my God, you went out of your way to write Every this. week, I'm going to expect you. Caitlin to uh, an analogy for what a review is. And it must oh, be different every week. I have so week. many. Okay. All right. Sure. Um, I'm fine with that. They're like pumpkin spice pussy. No. no. All right. Anyway, thanks for coming to the show. You guys know the drill as always. <laughs> Nerd, Nerd on. on. <laughs> <laughs>